time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And the Council Roundup, it's here every Wednesday. Uh, We review what happened at Tuesday night's Springfield City Council meeting as a way to inform you of what's going on in the capital city with city government. And even if you don't live in Springfield, if you live in and around the area, it's a great way for you to learn how the city's operating. And uh, here's some of the issues that they're uh, tackling. And one issue that they uh, have been tackling for like three years now is a sports complex. And that's set to be at the Legacy Point area. That's the southern part of town, the middle southern part of town there by uh, I-72, where you see the Shields complex and uh, some developments that are going on there. But it's been kind of stagnant as to future developments. And the sports complex has been seen as something that uh, could lead to even more uh, developments. But we thought we were going to see some shovels in the ground this summer and really hasn't transpired. Uh, It's because there's a small issue that they still need to accomplish. And it was part of a special city council public hearing uh, on a new business district. So here is uh, Springfield Mayor Misty Busher spelling out what exactly is going on with the uh, business district. And we'll hear uh, from some of the uh, players behind the scenes trying to pull this all together so that we can get this uh, sports complex, complex in shape. The chair is going to call to order a public hearing regarding agenda number 2023-394, an ordinance establishing the South Central Business District 2 and adopting the South Central Business District 2 plan pursuant to notices published in the State Journal Register on August 1st and August 2nd of 2023. Does anyone wish to address the City Council regarding agenda number 2023-394? And uh, you did have Val Yazel, uh, who was uh, there to uh, discuss this further. Yeah, I'd like to introduce uh, Adam Stroud from PGAV Planners, who did our plan for us for the South Central Business District, too. Adam Strout uh, gets up there and talks about the need for this change. This is in an area uh, that has seen some development, but nearly uh, not nearly as much as what it was originally expected. Um, The original South Central Business District was created uh, during a time of economic downturn. And and now we've had COVID as well, so it's just hasn't had the best deal, uh, best time frame for something like this. Uh, The project has also evolved over time. And what originally started as mainly retail has now evolved into accommodations, retail, as well as a sports complex. And so uh, because the project is not finished, Uh, The city has seen it appropriate to create a new business district overlapping all of the boundary of of the current business district as well as some new areas to the northeast. So Madam lays out the need for this and he also talks about uh, uh, the timing and why now. District, the qualifications that we need to consider this a blighted area are that there aren't streets. I know that sounds a little bit odd, but that is the way the Illinois uh, statute reads. It also says that but for the the provision of an adequate street network, uh, this area is underutilized. Uh, In other words, it's not performing to its, really its potential as an economic engine and a public revenue generator for the city. And so because of those findings, Uh, We believe that this area qualifies for use of a business district. 
there's ordinances that are on the agenda tonight uh, for first reading to eliminate the current business district tax as well as create the new one. So they're looking to change the tax? Not really. However, the timing of all of this. As well. So we're terminating the old district, which would stop at the end of the year. The tax would stop at the end of the year, and then the new business district tax would start at the beginning of the year. Uh, that has been vetted by uh, myself, uh, our various legal partners in Illinois, as well as the Department of Revenue. So uh, rest assured that that there are many eyes on this development to make sure that this area is no longer underutilized uh, and is reaches its full economic potential. So Springfield Alderman uh, Ralph Hanauer had some questions about this. Is the tax changing when it flips yes, over? Thank you. And this, this, uh, the tax will be the same. We're not raising it. All we're doing is we're stopping it at like 11.59 on December 31st and it's the same, what is it, extra 1% for that area? That's correct. So it's no, it's, and then, and then it, it allows it to go 20, Three years? 23 years. 23 so years. Uh, they're essentially just carrying it over, but Hanauer says we got to move on this. Well, the, this will satisfy the um, financing with the, um, with the uh, uh, Shields legacy uh, development uh, because I've had a lot of people calling this week yeah. asking questions about it, about what's going on with it so and I've been kind of telling them we have steps we got to take so this is just one of a couple steps and, and they'll be on their way right that is the goal yes that's the goal okay. uh, and you. I asked a city official not long ago about what's going on here where's the legacy sports complex and they had mentioned well there's this business district thing they got to work out and Alderman Redpath has I, I, questions I, I guess I misunderstand because I thought that uh, those would have to be held until the project was underway so they the, the, the tax that we generated earlier is, has been used already. Is that correct? Right. So when I said that the project really didn't perform like everybody expected it to for a number of reasons, um, those infrastructure expenses were incurred by the developer according to the redevelopment agreement, and the money that was coming in to date has been used to reimburse them. Um, but the work is not done yet. Right? There's more infrastructure expenses that will be incurred by the developer or are intended to be incurred by the developer. So uh, some of the money's gone out. Uh, Morgan from Alderman Redpath. Uh, every one of us get phone calls on this every day. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not kidding. And we and we keep saying, well, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But yet we've been spinning our wheels basically for three years. And is this the last hurdle we have to go over to get this project moving? I've been in contact with the developer. Uh, I, they are satisfied with this plan and so I hope so it's right like from the guy a, with the parachutes from a legal from a legal standpoint from a legal standpoint and you know the statute statutory requirements yeah, we believe that this is the best course of action of course market conditions might see otherwise but I think we've done everything yeah because the what the upturn and the, the inflation and everything like that the, the rates have went through the roof right yeah. wow <laughs> all right point. I think we've given it the best shot that right. we can. So again, uh, they got to get this new business district set up. Uh, they're going to keep the same tax rates. Alderman Donnellan says this yeah, needs to be done. Because the city didn't have a mechanism to just extend the business district. In my opinion, no. That was, yeah. that was not, uh, that's not in the statute. 
Okay, so this right. seems to be the prudent approach, a good use of one of the few economic development tools that downstate municipalities have. Right. Okay, well, thank yep. you. Agreed. Looking forward to the groundbreaking and the development to be finally completed. That's right. I'll we'll see if that is indeed what's going to happen here. It is Springfield's Morning News and the Council Roundup, a review of Springfield City Council happenings from last night's council meeting. We'll hear more about this. Alderman Sean Gregory jumping in on the conversation, Alderman Williams jumping in on the conversation, and uh, some uh, economic projections on the amounts of tax revenue that could come in and hotel stays that a sports complex could ultimately lead to. So we'll uh, get to all of that uh, and more from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. It is the Council Roundup here on WMAY. It is the Council Roundup, the review of last night's Springfield City Council meeting. You hear it here each and every Wednesday from 7 till whenever we finish it, depending on how long the meeting is. Uh, but last night's meeting, uh, it was only about uh, like an hour long, and most of it was a public hearing on creating a new business district down there by Shields where they're trying to get development and they've been trying for three years to get all the pieces together for a sports complex and you had a developer come in and get that approval moving forward using TIF dollars and so on uh, using extra dollars from an added 1% tax on sales in that district but uh, apparently they got to do some maneuvering and create a new business district uh, to, to keep this thing moving forward to then bring on even more developments that could anchor uh, the, the legacy sports complex as uh, as that anchor for, for even more economic developments. Uh, so uh, some questions from other aldermen on this, uh, and uh, you've got Alderman Sean Gregory who uh, has been watching this closely and uh, says, well, we've been at this for a long time now, and we got to determine uh, at some points whether we're just uh, being strung along here. Uh, again, here's uh, Alderman Sean Gregory from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. When he first started talking about this particular project, none of those things was mentioned from day one. We came back, we got another supplemental, we added some more money. None of this was mentioned from that point. And so now we're here. So if this doesn't work, I just think that we need to be done and go on to another project and try to, you know, generate income for our city. I'm all about it. I'm an old coach. I, I think sports tourism is good. But as Alderman Redpath said, the interest rates is all crazy. Materials is all crazy. And, uh, you know, banks are scared of things like this. So yeah. if it doesn't work, I, I'm out. I ain't going to be voting for it no more. So thank you. Valid points. Thank you. Again, Alderman Gregory uh, indicating that uh, he's got a problem with the delay in all of this. Alderman Williams um, wants to make sure that the school district which, is taken care school of. school district would this impact, or would it impact any of the school districts? That's a very good point, um, Alderman Williams. And this is a sales tax. Um, so to the extent this additional sales tax, I, you know, it's not going to the school district, but it was also never going to go to the school district. So in my mind, it does not impact them. Uh, if it were a TIF district that deals in property taxes, I think that would be a different story. But in this case, I don't see where the impact would be. So uh, you had Val Yazel uh, with Economic Development read a message from the Springfield Chamber of Commerce. The creation of this district will allow not only for the Shields Sports Park to become a reality, but will also benefit from additional new businesses that choose to locate in this area. 
The Legacy Point Shield Sports Park will impact Springfield economically in many ways, attracting competitors and their families from all over the Midwest. These visitors will eat at Springfield restaurants, find lodging at Springfield hotels, shop at local businesses, and visit Springfield tourist sites. The excitement this development will bring to our area will allow the Legacy Point development to reach its full potential by filling current farmland with tax generating businesses, further expanding its economic impact. So again, uh, reading a statement from uh, Mike Murphy, the um, uh, president and CEO of the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce, as uh, an advocate for this new business district developments that would start at the beginning of the year. But you had others there as well uh, advocating for this, uh, highlighting how it could bring in 20 plus million dollars of revenue for the city. And it could also uh, generate 65,000 hotel stays, uh, the local uh, uh, business development groups and uh, hotel and lodging association has to say so uh yeah we'll see what happens here of course uh, they had the public hearing last night they closed that out opened up a new springfield city council meeting where they heard some presentations from the city's police chief and others on a new program from the busher administration called build what is it it's an acronym and uh, deals with uh, you know uh, beautification, unity, uh, innovation. I forget what the L and the D are. Uh, obviously, we'll hear about that next year with Springfield's Morning News and the Council Roundup on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. All right, back with the Council Roundup. Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. And it's a review of the Springfield City Council meeting each and every week. Programming notes, I am off next week. So, the meeting, uh, you're on your own. (laughs) But... Hey, uh, you can check out previous council roundups, of course, on the podcast page, WMAY.com, or on my YouTube page as well. Just search Bishop on Air, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and we can connect that way. All right, let's get back on into it. After uh, having the public hearing on creating a new business district for the Legacy Point area, uh, near Shields, where they're hoping to get a sports complex to bring in some sports tourism. They've been talking about it for three years. Still don't have all the pieces in place, so uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but they then opened up the Springfield City Council meeting, and they had a presentation. And uh, this presentation uh, being presented by uh, Springfield Police Chief Ken Scarlett and also um, Saeed Joe DeSea, who was there to talk about a new initiative from Springfield Mayor Misty Busher, focused on cleaning the city up and getting uh, resources to where they're most needed. So here is the police chief. Offer a very few minutes of uh, presentation here, and this presentation wouldn't be possible, and this program wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Saeed uh, Josie, uh, our very own Bloomberg Harford uh, fellow here with Springfield. So uh, we're grateful for all that she's contributed to this, and she's going to have a few things to say here shortly. So, so uh, what is this all about? It's uh, called BUILD, and uh, Scarlett breaks down what that acronym is uh, all about. Beautification. Beautification in our neighborhoods. Unity. A sense of unity with residents and their government. Innovation. Placing innovation at the core of the approach. Leadership. Leaders collaborating together. And development. Focusing on the development of our communities in need. So this is a presentation we've entitled Build Springfield. Build Springfield is a holistic community program that is designed strategically to positively 
impact Springfield's neighborhoods and its residents through non-traditional innovative approaches with the goal of improving the quality of life of our Springfield residents and promoting a stronger sense of community engagement and involvement. So uh, build uh, beautification, unity, um, innovation, leadership development. Beautification of a specific neighborhood. We want to provide outreach and education and addressing neighborhood and quality of life concerns. And we want to foster collaboration not only with all of our city resources, but with our local stakeholders in the area. So, it uh, looks like it's uh, an interesting idea. Sai, uh, she takes to the microphone. And the Office of Public Works crew will be trimming trees, assessing sidewalks, performing alley cutbacks, sweeping streets, replacing signages, and performing engineering assessments. And that's just one phase. Uh, another phase laid out last night during this presentation about the Build of Springfield. Trim trees where required. Um, on our second goal for outreach, education, and addressing concerns, um, on the day of the event, city staff and outside volunteers will go door-to-door to all homes within this neighborhood and address queries, concerns, and note down assistant re- assistance requests for the city and all participating agencies. Um, I'll go over this in a bit detail um, as we go ahead with the presentation. Um, we will have a staging area within this focused neighborhood. Um, ideally, it will be centrally located within the blocks that we have focused on. Um, all city departments, uh, representatives, directors, and staff from this department, the mayor, Participating agencies and organizations' representatives will have tables in this area. This is a great opportunity for residents to engage and understand their available resources. Um, There will be food, a play area for kids, and on-site. So um, bringing the community together after going door-to-door, but it's going to be specific areas. Um, We're focusing on using um, an interdepartmental and interagency approach uh, to pool resources and offer focus services in specific neighborhoods of the city. Um, This program is really our effort to implement an innovative public sector service model. And also uh, more about the program uh, and the goals that there are. It's cleanup and more, uh, getting resources Uh, where they're needed. The first source is through sound thinking uh, data. Now, sound thinking you may not be familiar with. Sound thinking is... Um, the new name for a shot spotter. So they're using shot spotter data and other data to target specific places in Springfield with this phase? Uh, the second data source that we're using is the public works data. Uh, and this is comprised of uh, problem properties as well as repetitive code violations and increased fly dumping areas. So those two specific data sources led us to uh, our location. And our location is approximately 55 square blocks, and it comprises parts of wards 2, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, and uh, just to go over some of the locations, uh, to the north, it's North Grand. To the south is Carpenter. 9th Street to the west and to the east is kind of divided up with 19th and 15th Street, just outlining the Pillsbury area. Uh, our event that we have scheduled is October 7th at 10 a.m. And I guess, again, this will be an all-day event, and there will be a lot of uh, information forthcoming leading up to this. Uh, but really, this is an opportunity for us to get the message out about what's forthcoming. And then uh, Saeem, she uh, talks more about uh, some of the goals here, uh, wrapping things up before they uh, take some questions from uh, Alderman. And finally, we're introducing this program with the hope that this remains a sustainable program for Springfield. Um, These are really some of the ideals that we have collectively visioned for Springfield. Um, So this is including but not limited to neighborhood cleanup, public safety, beautification, community building, trust building, 
data informed operations for the city, proactive delivery of services, and education and access to resources. So, again, looking to make it sustainable, but is it got a revenue stream that's going to be sustainable? Here's the police chief. But the funding for this uh, program comes from uh, a $3 million um, budget allocation from Senator Doris Turner with with the hopes of, again, um, you know, community engagement, uh, gun violence reduction, but also community engagement is a uh, key component. So we have $500,000 set aside for these particular programs. Uh, And I gave you all that, I guess, to say that our goal is to have two additional programs before the end of June when the budget uh, year comes to a close. So So three total. That's correct. Okay. And and this does include the one from October of last year, so technically it would be four. So it's uh, from the state budget, $3 million. Will that be in future budgets? Will this indeed be a sustainable program? Here's Alderman Gregory. Um, I know the Harvard Bloomberg that that got us this fine young lady who was very, very smart in her, um, was focused in on you know, the poorest parts of our community. So as we move forward, you know, and and look at other events, um, I I will always, always, always ask that we address one of the other events. Because last year, I thought our conversation was that we would move um, a little south, um, south, southeast, so to speak, um, to address some other areas that that are um, just as bad as the area that we went into um, last year. So uh, Alderman Gregory also had some questions for Sound Thinking, also known as Shot Spotter, and how they're continuing their advocacy in this space. Alfred Lewis, um, Senior Director of Trauma Response and Community Engagement with Sound Thinking. Thank you. Uh, as the Chief shared, one aspect of it is our Data for Good initiative where we provide consultative services, uh, looking at the whole holistic approach, bringing in um, information on funding and assistance for grant funding from organizations such as the Bureau of Justice Assistance or the Department of Justice DOJ COPS office using the ShotSpotter data and our expertise to assist in getting funding for uh, services, paying attention to um, uh, children uh, who may have adverse childhood experiences, recognizing what the risk factors are and the protective factors and trying to uh, minimize or eliminate the risk factors and to uh, build upon and strengthen the protective factors. So looking at uh, the ways that they're going to continue helping, uh, but Alderman Gregory will wrap it up from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. The new name that you guys uh, have around for a very, very long time, hopefully one day we'll never need it, right? That 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 gunshots are not... Best case scenario, we put ourselves out of uh, business. Absolutely. And that's, that's the goal, but but I think I think it will be good for, for many of the communities that you work at, and, and because right now we have a $3 million grant, right? So we got some money to do this. But one day that won't be there, and then we will, you know, be bumping our heads trying to figure out how we keep this 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 thing rolling and 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 um, keep bouncing around our city and, and trying to keep this rolling. I think that, you know, for a community like ours, I don't know what your contract is, but I know it's it's hefty. Um, that that you know that that's a good program and that's a good look for for you guys to consider up the ladder. I agree wholeheartedly. Giving back to the communities that we we serve and take out of is important. So there you go. That's last night's Springfield City Council meeting, and it's right here with the Council Roundup on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. If you missed past Council Roundups, be sure to check it out on the podcast page, or just follow me with uh, Bishop on Air on YouTube. 
Twitter, Facebook, and we can connect that way. You can also email me anytime, bishoponair at gmail.com. Again, bishoponair at gmail.com. All right, it's the Council Roundup, only on WMAY.